What's up, people? And welcome to After the Catch. Yes, this is After the Catch coming to you on Thursdays. Uh, if you have not listened to the episode of Papa's Tackle Box that came out this week, then you should go give that a listen uh, before we dive in here. Uh, we're mostly going to be talking about Tuesday's episode because we are going through this series of Who is God? And this is part three, which is God is Spirit. And I have Papa here with me, like always. Hey, Papa. Hey, Will. I'm here. Glad. And I'm glad to have everybody else that's listening with us. Yes, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad for everyone that is listening. And so in this uh, part three, God is Spirit, uh, real quick, you know, just like last time, if they haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, give a really quick kind of what does it mean for God to be Spirit um, so that we can we can dive into this conversation. Well, uh, just really fast, uh, what does it mean that God is a spirit being? I can give you some quick things. He's non-material. does not mean that he's insignificant or unimportant. He just does not have a body like we have. He's omnipresent. Um, he's infinite. Uh, he's all power. Uh, there's nothing God cannot do. Uh, and uh, he's not limited. Uh, he's, that makes him infinite. Uh, he's invincible, impassable. It simply means that uh, you can't overthrow him. You can't harm him. You can't take him out. Uh, he is also invisible uh, that, uh, to the human eye. Uh, and uh, he's also an individual that he is a, a living personal being. He's alive. He has breath. And he has a personality, and uh, there's nothing absolutely that he does not know, and uh, so um, he he understands us, he knows us, he sees through us, and uh, so he's just a God that is an incredible being, and uh, and he uh, he told the Jesus told the lady at the well that they that come must worship him in spirit and truth, that he is a spirit being. Now, when you say spirit being, um, kind of the, the, the main thing that I think of is that God is not physical, right? There, he does, yes, there's he not does a, not There's have, not a physical body. He does not have... According to Scripture, and, and then the things, the qualities and characteristics that the Bible tells us that He is omnipresent. That means He exists everywhere simultaneously. That there's no place in the created order where He does not exist. So He can't have a body and be everywhere at one time. Right, and because I, I don't want us to get confused between the Spirit. Right. Right. The Holy Spirit. Yes. And God being spirit. He is spirit. Right. He is spirit. Um, so he is, you know, like I said, I just think of it as he is not physical. That's what yes. is spirit. Right. Now, it's the when, fact that he's not physical. When uh, I am certainly not a Greek scholar, but all of us can take and break these words down because of the Internet now we can find them. But. When when he said uh, Jesus said to the woman, he, they come that must worship him in spirit. There's no article in front of spirit. He is right. spirit. He is not the spirit. He is spirit. Right, which is different. Yeah, and so uh, get kind of jumping into the the five things you you talked about. Um, I really loved a, a, a few of the things you brought up um, about anthropomorphism. Um, which I don't think you said correctly. I, I didn't get it out right. That's one of those then. Uh, Anthrop. I can't even get it out now. Anthropomorph. <laughs> anthropomorphism. Yeah, my my. I'm done twisted on um, that one. Which yeah. anthropomorphism? Uh, kind of to to keep it simple is if you see a a cartoon of giraffes and the giraffes are talking, right? Yes. They're anthropomorphizing. The giraffes. Yes, they're giving giraffes human qualities. Yes, um, and Good I really way to put it. Yeah, I really like that you brought that up because, um, you know, one of the struggles that we have understanding God is understanding uh, that God is not 
anything like us physically, but yet we don't have any other words to explain what God does. There's a great book uh, by Rowan Williams. Um, I have it if you'd like to read it, but it's a it's an advanced book. I'll just say it, but it's called The Edge of Words, and it's basically. I mean, it really is this whole idea of how we are so limited by our human language yes, that we, we cannot adequately explain who God is. Um, and so I think we, we do, and definitely the scriptures do, uh, anthropomorphize God. And we say God, you know, speaks. You mentioned his fingers. Yes. Um, and he, I think that for us, he does that because when he says my arm is not so short that I can't reach down right. and I can take you and hold you in my right hand. We need those kinds of things because we can't fathom that God doesn't have a body, but it means something to us when David said, hey, he can hold me in his right hand. When we're hurting or discouraged or don't know what to do, to just understand that God can wrap his arms around me. Well, we understand that. Right. Maybe somebody else, when we were a child, your mother might have, most of the time it was mother, would hug you and say, hey, everything's going to be all right. And so we we can only relate to those kind of things, where he has eyes that he can see us, and uh, he has an ear that he can hear us, because how could something that is not a body, how can he hear us? We right. don't understand those things. So it is good for us it's amazing that that he has uh, actually in the scripture at least it it helps us identify with him right and we definitely need those because how difficult would it be if you are talking with somebody who uh you know just lost lost a loved one and you're trying to help them understand that god comforts them yes uh but yet God doesn't have an arm to comfort you. Yes. He doesn't have, you know, a shoulder that you can cry on. Right. He doesn't have, uh, I don't know, he doesn't, you know, he, he, he doesn't have these things that we as humans associate with being comforted. Right. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I'd say it's impossible, right? Cause <laughs> Absolutely. It's just difficult, but... Um, but I think it's I think that's an important thing that, you know, we as believers need to understand that, you know, is it okay to anthropomorphize God, give God human qualities? It is. But I think we all need to understand that he doesn't have those things. Right. So we can say, hey, God loves you and and he's going to wrap his arm around you. But I think you know we need to understand as believers that God doesn't actually have arms. Because I think when we start believing that God is this person, right, that has arms and has a shoulder to cry on and all these things, we've now created an idol. We've created something with an image. Exactly. Yes. And God doesn't have an image. So mm-hmm. we need to be careful as believers, when we do stuff like that, okay. right? So, like I said, I think it's it's totally fine to anthropomorphize God. It helps us understand His character, though. Right. That that if I do talk to Him, it's difficult. But He has an ear, so He hears. Because right. how are you going to hear me if you don't have an ear? So uh, when when uh, uh, Isaiah talked about he has an ear. Uh, it helps us understand that God does hear me, though. Right. Whether he does not have an ear or not, but he still he hears. hears me. Yes. But he can hear everybody at one time. Correct. And keep it all separated. Right. <laughs> that's incredible. You know, and that's I think that's also kind of a difficult thing about this um, <laughs> and about this like anthropomorphism we're talking about. Yes is, you know, I'm kind of over here saying like, hey, we can anthropomorphize, but we need to understand that God doesn't have arms and ears. Um, Because then you're getting into creating an idol 
and that is not okay right in any orthodox way but you know we have to understand still that god does hear god does reach out to console people yes right like he does these these things and we yes. just we just can't we just can't describe it in any other way. No, because that's the only way than we have human characteristics. Because that's the only thing we have. But we just need to be careful. Because I know, I know, I know quite a few people who are, you know, longtime believers, uh, and, and they'll yeah, God has ears, you know, God has a mind, God has arms, because they read scripture. And Scripture says these things. Yes. Um, but we just need to be careful that we're not creating this image of of a God. And, and that even goes as far, um, you know, we, we say it all the time, but we say He, right? God, mm-hmm. when we're talking about God, we typically okay. use he, he as the uh, pronoun. I think that, that, the right? that might be it. That, that was one of my bad That's subjects. That's it. It is. It's pronoun. <laughs> I'm not good at English at all. That was my worst um, subject. But God is not male, right? God does not have male we, we, genitalia we, to be classified as we such. We turn as yeah, gender. Uh, we look at him, and, and uh, again, because he does not have a body. Right. And uh, so that that's what's hard for us to understand, and it's hard for us to describe it. So I had a professor one time said, so if if you were the only one that had a tie and now you're somewhere and, and no one has ever seen that, how do, you, what is, how do you describe a tie? What is the purpose? Why do you have one? Uh, you know, well, it makes me look good. I don't, I don't know. That was the, you know, it was, it'd be very difficult to describe a, a, a tie. But he also talked about how would you describe an elephant to a blind person? Right. Uh, you know, how do you do these things? And, and, and for us, I think we are blind. We, we can't see beyond this natural realm because he is in the spirit realm and we're in the natural so it's difficult for us but but it's good for us it's comforting to us to know that when i'm hurting and i have no one to talk to that i know he's listening right and so what does that say well it says to me god has an ear right that, that he can hear me, even though he is, a, I, I know he does not have a body, but somehow or another. And, and so how do, how do we relate to people? We know they hear because they have ears right. or some amplification. You're hearing us today because you have an ear, but you also, because we have an amplification here coming through the internet. But I can't see you, but you're hearing us because you have an ear. And, and so it is amazing that the Bible tells us these things so we can, uh, so we can grasp a, just a little bit of who he is. He has an ear. He has a hand. Uh, and, and whether he does, I know the, he, he does not have a body. So if he doesn't have a body, that means he doesn't have these things. But it helps us understand who he is when Scripture says he has these things. Yeah, I think, again, I think that's just why... The fact that you use the word anthropomorphism is perfect because, you know, it's adding, like I said, human qualities to a non-human yes. thing. And I think that's the best way to describe it because, you know, God is not human, but yet we have no other way to describe who God is because yep. we've we've never been not human. Right. Right? From the moment you've been born, you've been a human— and your vocabulary has been structured around what it means to be human. Human, yes. Um, but God is not that. Uh, and, and so, uh, again, like I've said, I think, you know, to say God has ears and hands is, is beautiful because we have no other way to describe it. Uh, we, we just need to be careful. I think that's my biggest thing. I just well, wanna, well, we certainly. We need to be careful we don't turn it into an image to where people are going, Some, God has 
like physical hands. Some some will get upset probably with me and and you and I because we're saying God doesn't have hands, but He is again. Uh, when we talk about that, He's a spirit being. He's he He's immaterial. That means He does not have a body. But but the Bible in order for us to understand him and know that he cares about us, uses these things so that, that it helps us understand his character that when I'm hurting and I need to talk to him, I understand he hears me. And, and, but in my human sense there again, what does that mean? He has an ear. Yeah. But he doesn't have a body, but he has an ear that he, he can hear what I'm he saying. He hears. Yes. Right? We say it's an ear because that's the only thing we know, we know of that, that hears. Yes. But, you know, I mean, yes, definitely you can say God hears. I don't think necessarily that's uh, anthropomorphizing God. Right. Because hearing is a quality that's outside of human existence. Yes. Animals hear. You know, they're not human, and yet dogs can follow they directions. Ha- they have ears But they can hear. hear. Um, you know, fish hear. I've never seen the ears on a fish. <laughs> nope, they have no ears, but the lines, the lateral lines, whatever, that anyway, has to do with, with them being able to hear sounds or pick up vibrations, whatever. Yeah, so to say God hears is and, and what totally a- fine. What is it that they tell us that when a person dying, one of the last things that they lose is hearing? Mm. They still hear. Uh, that's one of the last things that when a person dies is the last thing they lose is their hearing. So, um, but, but again, we talk about that God sees everything going on earth, but if he doesn't have a body, he doesn't have eyes. So how does he see? But he does. We don't know. But for us, uh, that that again, we only know one thing. We can see a body, and, and not a mannequin, but a body that's real and alive. And so for us, it helps us understand that, hey, he sees me. Yeah. He sees what I'm going through. He sees what I'm doing. Um, and and uh, so those things, I think, help us in our relationship with a God that we have never seen, we have no picture of him, um, and then we're learning all these things that he doesn't have a body, but he still sees, he hears, he feels, all of these things. So um, it, it's incredible. Yeah, and you mentioned people are probably going to get mad at us for, for saying these things. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't really care. People are always <laughs> mad at me for saying something, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's going to like everything we say. So my thing is always uh, go to whatever www.dontgiverip.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, leave your thing. Uh, somebody will get leave back Leave your with name, it. number, <laughs> brief message. We'll get back with you as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, always said that, uh, you know, or call 1-800-don't-care uh, or something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But, uh, yes, we do care what people think, but realistically god does not have a body because he is not limited to what we are correct and that goes to um you know last week's episode with transcendent yes right he's above what it means to be human yes so you know he's above what it means to have hands and to have ears and to have eyes and all that stuff but the bible also said in genesis that uh if he doesn't have a mouth, he spoke. Right. And when Jesus was being baptized by John and there was a spirit that descended and there was a voice came out of heaven. This is my son and right. whom I'm well pleased. So he speaks. Right. But there again, how does a person speak? Vocal cords, mouth, right. all these. So, so we can only relate because that's all we know. Right. All we can do is anthropomorphize. Yes. That's an big nice word it is that that's a that's a that's a hundred dollar word i've never thought about also and i think this is why i'm so excited that you brought that word into the conversation because i've never thought about using that word like i've had this exact conversation with many other people okay um just because it's one of those things that's kind of fun to talk about 
but I've never thought about using the word anthropomorphism. Okay. So kudos. <laughs> like I just think I, I've never thought about that, and that's a great word. That's it's, the perfect word. It's probably a use. word that I've probably never used in the pulpit very much. There again, uh, professors always told us that uh, we needed to learn big words, uh, but then using big words is it was easier just to break the word down. So what is the actual meaning of the word? So. Uh, you know, again, that's, that's, uh, so breaking it down is, is he's immaterial, doesn't have a body, but there are characteristics that we look at, but the Bible says that about him. So, right. you know, he doesn't have a, these things the Bible said, well, they're there. Right. <laughs> and I don't know how to explain but, it any better. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there, I don't think there is a way to explain it any better. And the people in the Bible are anthropomorphizing because they don't have any other way to explain Absolutely. it. Right? I mean, we think we're limited by our vocabulary, but yet we've had, you know, a few thousand years post-Scripture yes. to come up with more words. Yes. Um, so they're very limited, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm just so excited and, that and you, you brought know, that word. And then it makes you think of, you know... Um, when Abraham was going to the mountain to sacrifice his only son, the promise, let me rephrase that, promised son. And he's in the act and ready to do it, and then there is a ram that is caught, and, and a voice speaks and says, now that I know that you would withhold nothing from me. So what does Abram or Abraham do in this case? He said, this is the place where God provides. So he gives God a name, and and and, uh, but but not so much a name is he's letting us know a part of the character of God that God is a provider. Mm -hmm. So he, whether or not uh, he is a a body does not have a body does not have these things, but. Like Abraham said, but this is what God does. Right. So, so for us, when we get in binds or some predicaments or whatever, what do we do? We know that God is a provider. How do we know that? Because Abraham said this is a part of who God is. Right. Um, so then you talk about he's infinite. Um, we covered that pretty well last week with him being transcendent. Um, okay. about not being limited by time and space. Right. Uh, so if you're curious about that, just go back a week, listen to that episode, uh, Who is God Part 2. Uh, he's impassable. He can't be harmed. He can't be over overcame. Um, now, what do you... Now, when you're, when you're saying he can't be harmed, um, you know, are you talking in, like, like a physical sense, right? Like, like we can't spear God or like we can't shoot God like yeah I would I would say that there's nothing that that we have at our means far as a weapon uh, no bombs nothing like that first of all because he does not have a body so how can we how could we do away with him with conventional things we can't even do away with him with unconventional ways because right. first of all uh, he is invincible um, he he can't be harmed uh far as what i would say uh, he can't be killed uh, we can't do away with him uh no matter what we would think his essence be is beyond uh harm because he the what we look at i could uh i could uh, belt you in the mouth knock a tooth out it might hurt uh we can't do that to God. Right. Um, I can't pull a gun and just shoot somebody out of spite. I, I don't even know where he's at, so how, how could I do that? I can't drop an atomic bomb or a nuclear. Now we're in nuclear stuff. How am I going to do that? Am I just going to send something into the heavens and explode something and take care of God? Yeah. So when I think invincible, there is nothing that a human can do to stop his existence. Gotcha. Uh, okay, um, so 
I completely agree with that. Uh, but now when we're talking, so physically God can't be harmed. Um, do you think God can be harmed in spirit? Yeah, well, let's 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 look at that. When when in the Old Testament, where uh, uh, he tells uh, Hosea, go out and uh, marry this uh, lady that is come from a um, a house that uh, was uh, uh, how can I word that uh, very kindly? Uh, she comes from a background that is that is kind of a, a bad background. Okay, her family and all of that, and 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 so then uh, she she's a prostitute, and uh, so at some point of their marriage, she she leaves, and and uh, and so God is saying to Hosea, I know how you hurt because. The wife that you married, now she's left you, and possibly the two children you have may not even be your children. And and so what he's saying is, I want you to understand how I feel with my own family, because he looked at the children of Israel as his wife, and they've committed fornication because they have left him. So do I think that he is hurt from that kind of sense? Absolutely, because why would he say, you've left me, you've left me? He has feelings. Right. And uh, so uh, does he know what that's like? Yeah. And, and so if, if he doesn't have feelings, then he experienced what Hosea experienced. He experienced it through him, that this is the way he felt. So, but I do think that, that can we... Can we, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll think of it in a minute. But one of the things is we can refuse him when he knocks at the door. And does it, do I think that, um, that that has an effect on him? So if John says God so loved us that he was willing to give his only son to bring us back into relationship with him. So when people refuse to... Uh, when he calls them, when the Spirit draws them and they say, no, no, I don't want you. I, I don't have anything to do with you. Do I think that that has, does that hurt him? I think so uh, in, in the spiritual sense because he loved us so much. He did so much for us. All he wants us to do is just follow him and we rebel and refuse. I tell people all the time that I don't think you're going to go to hell because you cussed. I don't think you're going to go to hell because you drank a beer or you smoked or whatever you did, committed murder, all these things. I don't think that. I think the reason you end up being out of the presence of God for eternity is because you refused uh, the way that he prescribed for us to come back to him was through his son, Jesus Christ. And when we refuse that, that's, that's where all of this plays in. Now, do I think, because he... I think his whole, uh, if I understand Scripture correctly, he does not want anybody to perish. So when people refuse him, does it hurt him? I think so. But now that is a different sense than physically killing him, doing away with him, hurt him in, in that sense, right. um, if, if, that, if I am making any sense now. But I do look at it that way is that I think we can when we turn away from him, I think that hurts him. Right. Like, a, yeah, just like a, like a, an emotionally he's saddened. Yes. Right. Not a, not a, he's hurt, but I think sad and, and saddened yeah, might be. And it could be because it's an emotion. If he, right. if he has, if he breathes, has breath, he has a will, he has emotions, he has feelings. All of these things, whether discounting that he doesn't have a body, but he has these things, right? Because he is rational. Well, he is those things. Yes, right. It's not that he has them; he is them. He is. That's a good way to put it. He is those things. Yeah, because you know, and that's kind of where I think a lot of this comes back to, at least for me, the way I'm thinking about it is, you know, we are created from from God, right? We are existing 
like we were like we were created out of God's own self. Mm-hmm. And in so, His image and, is what Jim, Genesis right. says. And, and so for us to have emotions, feelings, breath, all these things, He has to be those things he because is. it's from that that we were created yes. to have those things. So yes. that felt like a big mouthful of talking in a circle, but. That was a good way to um, put a good ending to about the uh, uh, that he doesn't have a body. He is those things. Yeah, like yeah. So he doesn't have a body, but he is all of those things. He is body. Yes. Like <laughs> okay, it's almost is water wet. Yep. <laughs> right. I tell people all the time, water is wetness. Like water is what defines wetness. That's it. So is water wet? Is because water is wetness. Mm-hmm. Now, is water actually wet? No, because it's <laughs> it's water. It's water. <laughs> but water is the essence of wetness. It does. It, it's confusing. I know. Yes, it is. So, uh, another thing, another great word that you had difficulties with was theophanies. Yep, theophanies. Yeah, you said it right that time. <laughs> I get some of these words. Like I said, some of these words were just words that were back in the back of my mind. So, uh, you know, I thought a theophany was a great thing to bring up in this as well with God being spirit. Um, I think about it like uh, like Star Wars. When have you seen the Star Wars? I've seen most, some of them. Not okay. All of them. Um, I don't think I got to see the very last one. Oh, okay. But you know about. Uh, Force ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. So when you know Ben Kenobi comes back as a force ghost, and yes. he's he's in the the swamp with Luke and whatever, like that's kind of how I think of a theophany. I saw that. Yep, saw is, that. you know, God is there. Uh, you know, and it could be a physical body. I, I don't think we actually know, right? Like, because we know of. You know, and he appeared in like the image of a of a person. Yes, but we don't know if that person is like actually like physical, like the table is, or if you could like stick your hand through them. Like, and, we and, just we just don't know. And it's difficult because when uh, when uh, Jacob wrestled right with an angel of the Lord, the Lord, he wrestled with something that because if he stuck his hand through him, then how could he? hold on to him because right. he said, you've got to let me go. And he said, I won't let you go till you bless me. So it is unique. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think, uh, you know, theophanies uh, are, are, are an important aspect to this conversation because I, I kind of just want to ask you this question. Are there theophanies today? I think so. Okay. One one of the things you have to remember is is that uh, especially when you start reading stories about uh, the Muslim community mm. that have uh, converted, yeah, they will say they have seen Jesus. Right. That he has uh, either dreams or, or like physical. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that we still have those things happening today because just because the Old Testament that people i do believe that they still happen today yeah now not to like nitpick on language but to see jesus is a christophany um and then to see god as a theophany yes. so not, i don't want to nitpick the language there but um so theophanies you believe are happening today i still believe that if god wants to show up he can sure and that uh People certainly can see him if he chooses to reveal himself through this. Right. Now, do you think, uh, this is all speculation at this point, do you think that um, people know? Right. It's like, I think of that show, that old show, uh, what was it? Touched by an Angel? Touched by an Angel. Like, that's what I'm kind of thinking of in my head. You know... Uh, Bible talks about that we're to be careful in entertaining strangers that possibly they could be an angel and we didn't even possibly know it. So could God show up 
Jesus show up, um, an angel show up, and possibly us not know it. Um, yeah. Um, um, I do think that that could be the case, that possibly we just didn't realize that uh, that it was. Um, I'm not sure that the people in the Old Testament realized it, except that, you know, um, when Abram and they, there was, uh, uh, you know, they, they showed up. And uh, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if people would know and then they might know because when, when I have, uh, being a pastor, I've certainly witnessed over the last 40 years people going on to be with the Lord through dying. And uh, certainly I've had people say to me, there are angels in the room, do you see them? And, and I would say, no, I can't see them. Would you describe them to me? And, of course, they wouldn't, but they'd say, well, they're angels. How did they know? I, I don't know, but they knew they were angels. And, and so I think it just has to do with whether or not God reveals himself to us through some form. Yeah. That because uh, I know that, you know, he's invisible, that no man's seen him. He told he told Moses, I can't show you anything else, but I will show you my backside. And all we know is that when he came off the mountain, that whatever his appearance was so glowing that, you know, our old saying was they put a paper sack over his head because they couldn't look at his face. So uh, the, the thing is, is. Um, uh, when when Paul Saul was on the road to Damascus, why are you persecuting me? So so now it's made known to Paul or Saul at this point who he's getting a message from. So right. he knows this was the Lord. I think sometimes people may know, and then sometimes people won't know that that was the Lord. And we'll use the word Lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can take in both, both yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both at the same time. Uh, now, do you, th- you brought up, uh, you know, people seeing angels in the room. Um, I mean, I've definitely had experiences uh, to where, you know, I'll be leading worship. And, you know, you start going and next thing you know, like, you're somewhere else. Uh, and, you know, I've seen, I've seen angels, you know, with my eyes closed, right? I've seen angels. Once I open my eyes and I actually see the building, it's like they're gone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with eyes closed, worshiping in the spirit, I mean, I've seen angels and it, it's a crazy experience. It's very hard to describe. It is. It is. Um, but do You've you... You've had to experience it to understand it. Right. But do you, you know, is that, um... Would you classify that as a form of a theophany or Christophany, right? Or where, I guess my kind of my question is, where does the theophany separate from, like, visions and dreams? Because I, I think I know where I stand. I'm just curious on your thoughts. Well, that's that's incredible there. Um do I think that God can speak to us through dreams and visions? Uh, I certainly do. But I, I think that when we talk about these terms uh, with Christ, and, and I think those are literal, um, not just a vision or a, a, a dream. I think when these appearances come that they're actually little appear, literally an appearance I, I I separate them from dreams and visions. Uh, that's just me because I think a dream and a vision is one thing, but I think actual appearance where you actually can see with your eyes, uh, as Abraham saw, uh, as as Moses saw, wasn't a vision, wasn't anything, but but he he kind of hit him in the cleft of the rock. So I think those are very visible things. I think that that seeing Christ is a very visible thing. And I think those two separate things would be separate from 
actually seeing an angel. So I don't know if there is. I've never seen a word or heard a word, so maybe somebody knows of one. Is there a term for uh, seeing angels, literally visibly seeing angels? And uh, and then is dreams and visions something else? I think else? it's just an angelophany. I'm pretty sure. I've, I've, I've studied angels. I've read books about angels. Um they're, they're, it's fascinating that, that I don't know where my phone's at, or I'd look it up. Um, so I'm not sure what the term would be. So I would separate that, but I would also separate it from dreams and visions because he talks about Joel said in the last days, sons and daughters will prophesy, and 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 you'll have young men dreams and visions, and old men they'll they'll they'll, they'll see things. Now in that. Could they possibly see God? Could they see Christ and all of that? But I think these appearances is what makes these words, uh, when, when we talk about these appearances, literally a literal appearance that he was there, tangible appearance. That, that, that would be, well, that was my opinion. That's the way I guess probably I was taught, too, in that, uh, that, uh, in, in, in that sense. So... Uh, uh, that would be... Um, yeah, it's just an angel angelophany. Okay. Yeah, I thought so, it was. So that's a new term for me. I've not heard that term before. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. I think there's definitely a difference between dreams and visions and an actual ophony. We'll just say ophony. All the ophonies. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I do think, you know, they're... They're physical. They're 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 physical things. Um, but yeah, I guess I think where we may differ a little bit is, and this just might be me. Just I don't know. Like I don't know if they are happening today. I think maybe angelophanies, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I just I feel like if they were with the amount of media coverage that is around the world with that somebody would. with news stations and social medias like there'd be a picture of it. Like it'd be captured. I just <laughs> so I got I don't know. With, Not saying that it's impossible, right? I just I don't know. It's uh, when um, uh, when Andy had turned 16, he just started while well, he was driving, and we were in Georgia. And uh, him and Jessica were going over to Douglas, Georgia, and uh, I'll never forget that they were in a car accident, and uh, the uh, the red light was was red on this side. But it was one of those uh, intermittent or whatever it was. On the other side, it was green, but there was no sign, so it was red. So he turned into the left to go to a gas station, and the car came through the intersection and hit Jessica Square in the door, rolled the car, and it was laying on its side. So uh, the passenger side was facing up after it rolled, and uh, Jessica was hollering. She the window was busted out and she's standing on the steering wheel and she she told me that she was talking to a lady a lady was telling her everything is going to be all right it was a blonde-haired lady she described the lady said everything's going to be all right honey uh, just hold on and then a the the lady just disappeared and a man helped her get out of the car then helped Andy and then my my niece and uh, Jessica, she was sitting on the ground. She kept asking the guy, where's the lady? Where's the lady? The lady was talking to me. And this guy was a Marine that was on home on furlough. Is that what it is called, furlough? Anyway, vacation. And he said, he said uh, are you okay? He said, there was nobody. I was the first one to you. There was nobody there. And uh, so uh, she described, he said, no, there was nobody there. So first they thought maybe something was wrong with her, you know, head injury or something. Right. And uh, so they got us and it took us 40 minutes to get there. And, and, and they were two black gentlemen 
that had stayed around. They had talked to Andy, and uh, they were talking to Andy, and Andy said, my dad's coming, and and, uh, he'll be here in a little bit. And so they they stayed around. So when I got there, they pulled me off to the side and said, we were were behind the car that hit hit your son. And he said, said, uh, when the car went through, he said, we saw a lady, blonde-haired woman, stand in between the two cars. He said they were angels. It was an angel. Wow. And he said, he said we literally saw it, and the woman took the brunt, because they kept saying Jessica should have been killed because they estimated the car was running about 60. And uh, it hit Jessica right in the door and said, the, he said this lady took the brunt of it. Well, Jessica now is telling me about the lady that said everything's going to be all right. Now, that was when Andy was 16 years old. I'm going to go now to 2005. Uh, my dad, when we went to see the doctor, my dad they told my dad that he was dying, that he probably would not make it to his next appointment in one month. And uh, so... I remember that uh, week before Christmas that I, I told the doctor, I said, well, you're not going to tell him, are you? And he said, no, we won't say nothing. I said, well, I'll talk to him about it. And I remember that my mom and myself and my sister went in there, and so I told my dad, uh, you're, you're not going to be able to go home, Dad. And he said, I know. And I said, well, what do you mean? He, I said, what do you mean you, do, you know? He says, well, he said uh, back in June, so this would have been six months ago, he said this blonde-haired angel. He described this person. Well, I never told my dad about the person that Jessica had described to me. And he described the same figure, same person, everything about what Jessica had described. And he said she had came and told him back in June that uh, it was time for him to go and and this is what my dad said to me. Now, he was not tanked up on medication at this point, nothing. And uh, he said, I said, well, I'm really not ready. Can I? Can And so he said, she, she's back. She come back and said, this time I have to go. And he said, I'm okay. Well, so for me, two black men saw an angel. Yeah. They said an angel. Jessica talked to the angel, and the lady said, um, you're going to be okay. Now, so do I Do I believe that there are appearances of, of angels, and can they be photographed and seen real fast? I don't know that part. Right. But uh, apparently angels still are making appearances. Yeah. And, uh, but again, like I said, angel offenies, sure. You but know, you're not just, sure it's, about... It's, 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 you know... Christophanies and Theophanies, and I'm a little, I just, I don't know. Well, that's because that's that would be hard to because I think just like the two stories you gave, are a lot of the stories that we hear. Yes, uh, the appearance of an angel. Yes, um, and like I'm not here to discredit stories. Like if you got a story, that's your story, and you know, <laughs> there's no discrediting that. Right. But, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like. How many stories have you heard to where, you know, hey, this person came to me and it was Jesus or it was God? Like that I just... Well, I do know... I've never heard one. I, I do know personally a couple that uh, they said it was Jesus. And uh, and and you can't discredit what what they said. I mean, it's very difficult if you're not there in that moment. So, right. Um, do do I do I believe that now whether they are happening or not? I personally believe they still can happen. Yes. But we have something that the Old Testament didn't have. We have the Holy Spirit that can reveal things to us, that can speak to us. So I think that that. We have something that the Old Testament people did not have, so God had to show up like that. And uh, I don't, right. I don't think that just because we're in a new age of grace and we're in the New Testament area, that doesn't mean that these things cannot happen. Because I still believe that God doesn't change, neither is Jesus. 
that they can still happen. Now, if someone does have one, are they willing possibly to talk about them? I don't know. I don't know if people are willing to say anything because uh, what does it turn into? Uh, so those are things possibly that people would might not talk much about. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting point you bring up the spirit um, because you know I think if anything, uh, and maybe this is just me, you know still just not knowing right i think the the can god can jesus uh you know show up yes but you know i almost want to say with the spirit they don't necessarily have to right because they're here he said, I'm going to leave through a, the Holy Spirit because yeah, he said, I'm going to leave with you another comforter. Right. That will lead you and guide your paraclete. That that's one that's that's right there. Right. Because uh, visibly, I'm going to leave you physically in the body form. But residing in you is going to be the spirit. So um, and if I have the spirit, that means I have god also and i right. have jesus also because i don't think one can coexist since i do believe in three uh, but if i have one of them if i have a part of one that means i have all of them because they're they're one right but they're three distinct and that's another that's yes. another podcast episode yeah. that one's coming up uh god being triune um i think that's two weeks away could be i don't know i have to look and see I don't quite remember. Don't quote me on that. But I don't know either. <laughs> that episode is coming up. Um, well, uh, Papa, thanks for, you know, helping us dig a little deeper and figuring out who is God. Um, you know, I hope this conversation, just like all of our conversations, have been helpful uh, and have, you know, just given you a little something to think about. If anything, uh, just think about how, you know, God doesn't have an actual body. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yet he hears you and he sees Absolutely. you uh, and he loves you. And Papa, you got anything else before no, we, before we close off? Just keep, keep fishing and uh, keep taking things and using them for the kingdom of God. Amen. Well, we love you all and peace out people. Bye.